regardless of how we find ourselves in the world of divorce, the one thing we have complete control over is how we behave from here on out. We have two choices. One is to remain stuck in the stories, the anger and pain. And the other is to take a breath, adjust our sail to the wind, and work harder than ever before to create a new story for our children, for ourselves, and for the world around us. It's your choice, your work, but I'll be in your corner. Welcome to In Your Corner Divorce Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. Today, I have the privilege of talking with currently a stranger, but within 15 to 20 minutes, I'm guessing we're going to be friends. And that's the beauty of how things go along the way when we share stories with each other. So Stephanie Lunds, please um, introduce yourself. Yeah, so um, my name is Stephanie Lunds, and, and I have been divorced, let's see, a little more than a year and a half, I think. Yeah, like a year Congratulations. And a half. Yeah. Um, Only another divorcee says congratulations to another divorcee. Yeah. And people go, is it good? Yep. It's fine. Do you know why? Because no good marriages end in divorce. Well, you know, I also feel that some good ones do because you realize you just, yeah, because you feel like, but I'm not completely fulfilled. Yeah, I'm happy, but that doesn't mean that you're doing all of the things right like it's i don't know anyway so yeah um we were married four years and uh, we wait i want to go back to this concept tell me why you think some good marriages end in divorce because i still feel like while you can be happy you might not be 100 percent fulfilled after divorce or during a marriage during the marriage. Like you yeah, can I don't be happy. Possible. I don't think that's humanly possible. Yeah, I do. I really you think do? That it's possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you met a yeah. magic human? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. You don't have to be unhappy to leave a job. You can just have a better opportunity. I like that. So you're not necessarily saying it has to be miserable, but it could be not the right fit or different opportunity that's better for you. Right. Okay. I I can take that. I mean, for me, that was hard for me because I didn't have, thank goodness, bruises and I didn't, there wasn't infidelity. So the choice for our marriage to not stay together was not visible to other people, but it was for me. Right. So everyone says the same about us. Yeah. They're like, we just don't understand. Y'all get along, you laugh, you go on vacations, but you're not married. No. Yeah. No. And like, that's what we're going to talk about, which is so cool. Will you tell me a little bit about your um, relationship before it got to the divorce place? Like, what was your marriage like? What was your meeting meeting each other like? How was that love story? So we met each other at a tribute concert in Nashville. He was the videographer. And I just accepted a position um, as the like director of accounting somewhere. Anyway, mm-hmm. so me and one of my close friends decided to go out and celebrate. So he was there. He was standing next to me. And he was making some joke about the artist that I didn't know who he was. And I was like, well, of course I do. That's why I'm here. <laughs> 
anyway, so he just sort of badgered me the whole night and I just kept smiling like, okay, yeah, that's great. And when we left, I was like, okay, that was fun. Moving on. And the next morning, my friend called me and was like, hey, you want to go to a barbecue with me? And I was like, sure. And I walked up and he was standing there. The universe. Yeah. And um, that was in June. He moved in with me in August. Wow. Yeah. And then I Wait, sold let's talk my- about that. Did anyone in your life say, June, August, what's happening? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. And then we moved apart because then I sold my condo and I built a new house. And we got engaged in December and married in April. Were there any red flags looking back you can see about why things might not have been the right partnership? So we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. We checked each other's boxes, but maybe not each other's personality. That's so interesting. So like almost on paper boxes worked? Like Yes. But oh, yeah, like neither one, us had, neither one of us had been married. Neither one of us had children. We both came from a two-parent home. So like his parents were still married. My parents were still married. Um, we both had master's degrees. Like everything, the box. On paper, right. Yes. That's why I always say on paper, we yes. were perfect. Our house was perfect. perfect. On yep. paper, we were perfect. I remember walking around because your, your door is gorgeous and I had that door in my old house. <laughs> and the house was so beautiful. Like we literally designed our own house. And it was, yeah, a, we did too. It was yeah. a dream. And I would walk around and think, and I actually think that house kept us together longer because it was such a cool project. And that's an area that we get along really well was house stuff and antiquing and that kind of thing and when we I would walk around and I'm like but the house is so nice and the pictures are so good and it looks so good but something here in in between us is not working so we can plan amazing parties Mm -hmm. most people in our city know if there's a party and it's at our house it's going to be fun and you should come yeah so um that's one thing that, you know, if we're getting ready to travel, we each have our things that we would do. And we've perfected going on two week vacations in one suitcase. Like we, wow. we can, we could get it together when things got serious. Like, okay, we have to be, we have to do this or we have to do that. So a good team. We were a great team. Yeah. What was missing? Um, so life happened so we Uh, had to get like we had to get serious about real life problems right like both of us finding out that we couldn't have children Mm. neither one of us like so both of us had our own things and when the doctor told us we were like oh that's okay yeah (laughs) I mean I never really wanted children but now that it's taken away from me that's awful yeah and then he played soccer when he was a child and he had a really bad soccer injury that we found out walking to a football game. Wow. Because, yeah, because he had some serious medical things happening to his foot as we were walking. We couldn't figure out why. And we, that was Labor Day, actually. Labor Day three years ago. And no kidding, as we were walking, his foot just gave out. We had to go to the emergency room on the way back home. And he had to have bypass surgery wow. that day. Wow. Yeah. So he sort of looked in the mirror and said, I almost died. Right. I'm going to go live my life. Wow. 
So for him, it was, I'm giving up all of these things to be married to you. Mm -hmm. And I have to like worry about you and worry about a family and worry about taking care of you. And I don't get to live and be happy. Did you see that coming? No. No. So because he's the life of the party. Right. He's always been the life of the party. So to me, I'm thinking, what do you mean? You do all the fun things you do. I mean, you have the best job. You manage social media. Like you don't do, you don't do anything all day. Um, (laughs) And so for me, it was very shocking because he's so good with like dealing with stress. Nothing stresses him out. Nothing. I mean, he just goes with the flow. And then all of a sudden it was, he didn't care about any of it. He didn't want any of it. He resented the fact that he was married because now he had to give up having fun with his friends all night. So for you, looking back now, did you see any warning signs or was it just literally like the foot thing happened, he almost died, and it was like a wake-up call for him? And he must have been feeling these things internally. He just never said them. So, no, he started limping, like, three days before. No, I mean, like, in his oh, head. In his, yes. He would say them a lot. And I would go, okay, whatever. Right. But when you heard that, did you not want to hear it? He's a joke around kind of person. So I was like, okay, he's just saying that. Yeah. Right. It didn't register that, oh, wait, he really actually means that. Wow. And so what did you do when he tells you, when he tells you this? You know, what, what shocked me more was, um, I was an accountant or I'm still an accountant. I can't say I was. Um, uh, I had risen in my career pretty quickly inside of five years. So I went from like a senior accountant to pretty high level accountant. And he said, you know, you travel too much. I need you to be here. Wow. So I changed careers and became a recruiter for accountants. So at least I'm still kind of in the realm. And when the position came to me, I was like, you know, let let me, let's just do it. Let's see what happens. And it worked. It's great. And I still love my career. Um, so I gave up the one thing that I'd been working my entire life for And as we were laying in the ICU, he looked at me and said, I didn't really think you loved me until today. Were you like, what? And I was like, I gave up my, my career that I've been busting it for, for I've missed every holiday, never went on family vacations. I busted my butt to get where I was. And today I've been sleeping next to you in the ICU for six days is the day you say you love me. Wow. And you know that I love you. So that must've been a huge opening, like chasm for you. Like what is happening? This, this I was person- like, what are you crazy? I mean, like, <laughs> what do you mean? So what do you guys do from this moment? What, what happens after the hospital? We go home and I mean, I had to pretty much wait on him hand and foot because, you know, he has a pretty big scar on the back of his legs to where they had to replace veins and arteries and that sort of thing. So he couldn't really get around, um, which then made me the breadwinner for a while. So, and, and his caregiver. Yeah. 
And he, did he already yeah. told you at this point that he wants to not be married anymore? No. Oh, that's good. Because that was probably, that would be a bad move as you're taking care of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, he never wanted to not be with me. It was okay. me that, that couldn't take all of the, I could not live up to what he wanted. Yeah. Right? Like, I want you to cook and clean and be superwoman and do all of these things. I'm like, but I can't. Like, I am a fond believer of that you're never going to be perfect at, it, at everything. And so my perfection was my job. And I was really good at it. Really good at it. And I still am really good at my job. But I was never meant to be really great at being a housewife and at being a career woman. And I knew did that. No. Mm -mm. Did he did and you so, have a discussion before? You know, we did go to therapy. We went to counseling. We did all of it. Um, his coping and my coping mechanism are different. I want to talk about where we're different. He wants to just fix why we're different. That's he so goes, okay, well, if that makes you happy, then I'll do that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not right. Happiness isn't content. It's not, this is my life and I like it. So we definitely differ when it comes to, um, people pleasing and adjusting behaviors and that sort of thing. He will do anything to please anybody and be miserable. Even like his friends. And I go, why do you, why did you do that? If you didn't want to do it, then just tell them you're not going to do it. Right. And he beats himself up because he gets so critical. Well, they really needed me. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes you really need you. And it's okay to say no, where I come from the space of if I'm not going to do it and I don't want to do it I'm just going to say no from the beginning it's not going to be up for debate I'm just not going to do it well because you're owning your truth of what works for you and right and I'm very selfish with my time and my who I'm around and how long I'm around them and I'm very aware of who makes me happy and who doesn't and he just is like nope I want everyone to love me and I want everyone to like me and I cannot even believe that you would tell somebody no like, well was it a struggle for you to get to the place where you knew you wanted to end the marriage? Yes. I cried hysterically when I told him I wanted to be done. Did you talk hysterically. to on your own, like, to figure it out? Like, what did you do to figure it out? I, so or we were, there, like, a moment where you're like, okay, I, now I know. Yes, there was a moment. It's usually a moment, and it's usually not even a big deal. It's like something so, like, really. But for us, it's like the last one. Yeah. It was a big one. It wasn't like something little. Yeah. And I just came home, and I sat my purse down on the counter, and I said, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. And, and he thought I was joking. Because I'd said I was done many times before then. But this time I said, no, 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 really. I'm, I'm done. I've already called the lawyer. The paperwork's being drawn up. I can't do this anymore. Were you relieved? No. You didn't want it to be done? I wasn't relieved because I felt like I made a promise. Mm. And now I'm saying I want the I promise. I can't do that promise. Right. Right. So that's what was heartbreaking to you. Yeah. 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 And then 
Will you tell me how you got to the place where you guys are still living together? <laughs> that's the um, that's the fun. Hey, hey, listeners, they live together still. <laughs> we do still live together. He actually is texting me right now about what to get at the grocery store. Of course he is. Um, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, it. I think it sort of happened on purpose accident maybe I guess is the right word when we first split up we got two dogs mm -hmm. right before yes. to make it better well I wanted dogs and he yes. never wanted dogs and I was like well we're getting divorced now so I'm gonna get dogs because oh, I you already them. knew yeah yeah and then we got back together for a brief minute for like six months and then we were like well, all right let's get back together because he was doing all of the things to change, you know, like he was starting to respect me more. Yeah. He was doing like all of the really like, oh, I remember that person. Yeah. And then he stopped doing them one day and I said, you know, it's just not going to work. Like, it's just not. Um, and then his friends started getting involved in our relationship. And I was like, wait a minute, we yeah. promised to never do this. So why are they here? Why are they in it? Why are they a part of it? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> he one day was just like, well, I can't be without the dogs. And I thought, well, me either. I mean, you can come see them. You can take them whenever you want. Um, but we got along so well that I thought, what's the point of leaving? You're going to go pay rent at some tiny apartment in the middle of nowhere. And all of your clients are in downtown Nashville. So why don't you just stay here and pay rent? You can move into the other room. No big deal. And he goes, well, when we have to have ground rules. Okay, what, what rules do you want? I actually want? have a question down that says rules, question yeah. mark. So I want to yeah. know what your ground rules are. We only have one. There's only one ground rule, and it's whoever you're dating or the person of the opposite sex is not allowed to come to the house. It's the only rule we have. Okay. And then, so does that work if you're dating somebody, then you just sleep at their house? Correct. Do you if let the other person know that you're not coming home? He, I always come home. He never comes home. <laughs> but does he text you like, hey, I'm not coming home tonight or no? No. Uh -uh. So you're just like, he's either sleeping with somebody or he's dead. Yeah. Right. I get that. And I had to realize that I can't care anymore. Because you can't. Because hmm. he's not your responsibility anymore. Correct. So And we get along great. You in the dating world. Are you dating yet? No. Okay. I imagine that, that when that happens, that's going to be a big conversation. If you find someone special, they're going to be like, wait, you're what? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, I just can't even imagine. Uh oh, my phone's about to die. Um, I can't even imagine. Okay. We, we do talk about the dating apps we're on. <laughs> like, we'll show each other and go, can you believe this person? Have you ever been matched? Yes. That's just several times. That's hysterical. There should yeah. be a button that's like, been there, done that. Yeah, like, we know each other. Thanks. <laughs> um, it, uh, so we will talk about, like, can you believe this guy said this? Or he'll go, why do women think that we're sleeping together? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why they think that. They think not. you two are. <clears throat> because most of society can't fathom that people that used to be in a relationship aren't still doing that. That's weird. Yeah. Can I ask it you? It would be more weird that we if we were. Right. Can I ask you a personal <laughs> question? 
Yeah, since we're there. Um, so on one of the things I do as a coach is I do like random surveys to see like what main problems people are having in marriages and relationships. And yeah. I want to know what you think the top three biggest problems are. Communication is not counting because that's like the tool that everyone needs to use to make it better in a lot of areas. So what are the three problems? Problems like that cause a fight or just problems? Uh, it's problems that that are marriage related issues that people are either divorcing over or constantly fighting about. And just so you know, this is for people that have kids. So that'll help you with one of the answers. Yeah. So family finance and yeah, family finances and time. You got two out of three. Family and finance are number two and three and sex is the biggest. Oh, well, that goes without being said. <laughs> Does it? Mm-hmm. How come? Right? I mean, we don't... How do you put it nicely? You don't. Just be honest. <laughs> so I have a friend that just got married, and we were talking to another one of our friends who's single. She's never been married. She's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait until I get married. Then I can have sex all the time. <laughs> and we started laughing hysterically. And she was like, what's so funny? And my friend who's been married now a year goes, well, it's no fun when it's always there. So it never happens. And I was like, you know what? That was a good way to put it. Yeah. When it's always there, it's just always there. Can I just say something? So on these surveys I do, everyone's allowed to check as many boxes as they want. 80% of the people, and I'm talking about like 250 people, checked sex, intimacy, or we feel like roommates. Um, and what is so interesting about that, and if the stats in America are 50% of marriages end in divorce, and no one likes to talk about it when they're getting married, because who wants to talk about that, op that possibility? Why are we not talking about one of the boxes that we need to check? You know, like we talked about in the beginning, like, you know, for me, it was like, they needed to be a specific religion because of my family. They needed to have like, you know, certain things that my parents needed, that my family needed, that I was told I needed. One of them was never, do you guys have equal sexual appetites? Like, what? That's because we, well, that's because we're in the United States. Other countries don't have that. But think Same about it. Like, we don't talk about that. Like, it's just, it's That's not because they teach abstinence in school. They teach I that know. you could not enjoy sex. So, like, my best friend is from Slovakia. She's like, I don't understand you people in this, like, no sex talk. And I'm like, I don't know. That's the way we grew up. Like, you just don't. She goes, that's not how it is for me. Like, we grew up talking about it, and we knew, we understood pleasure, and we understood that it can be pleasurable, or it can be hurtful, and, like, all of the things that comes along with it. So I think that's probably just a U.S. thing. Because I have friends that are from different countries. So do you think going forward, if you are going to be in another relationship, that you that's going to be something that is going to be part of your boxes to check, to discuss, to have as one of the things you care about? Probably not. Really? So maybe that's not, not your comfort, like that's not what you need. Yeah, I'm not a physical touch person in general. So I really wouldn't, like it's not a... But see, what you would need is someone who also didn't need that because what happens, right. right? So, and this is just to make really clear. I do not feel that one way is right and one way is wrong. I feel that we no, don't yeah, talk I get about it, right? We're not talking I think, about it. 
Right. So I think that people that need it, talk about it. The people that don't need it don't necessarily go, well, let's talk about this. Like, but then it's they, not but then on they my radar. assume it. Like, so like then right. someone assumes it. And that's at this age and at this stage of my life, I just like to talk about everything and just get it out there. So we don't have to keep getting in these places where like, we're not in the right place. Like this is not working, you know? So it's right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, I, I would much sooner talk about like time, which is what was my third thing. I would much rather you spend time with me. And if that is not something you can give me, then that won't work. So your love language is you like to spend time together. Correct. Right. You want yeah. that. You want to be, you want a partner. Yeah. I want to know that we can connect on whatever. <laughs> Do you have um, anything in the back of your mind that if you end up, meeting a different person that this living arrangement doesn't work for that you would be open to it or is this just how you want to live like the rest of your life oh i'm sure he's going to move out eventually right it's just not going to be of my telling him right you know like i want him to feel like okay i think i have it together or whatever he needs because in honest in all honesty no we don't have children together but we are still family and you're always going to be connected. Right. So I'm never going to just kick somebody out that needs me. Right. right. Like If he says, Stephanie, I, you know, I would rather stay until I can meet this milestone. I mean, how many people do you know get the chance to like pay off all their debt and move out and say, I have no debt and I get to move out and move somewhere I want to be. Not, I had to move out because we couldn't get along. We couldn't figure it out. I mean, I think that just says so much about you as a human that you are willing, regardless of how things ended up, that you are willing to be there as a human and as a friend oh, yes. and as a family member and to support each other. And I think that that is something I really want the listeners to hear because while you don't have kids to um, you know, give that example to, what you do have is the rest of us. And what you, the example you offer us is Look, at one time in our lives, we looked at this person and we thought, yeah. this is the person I want to die with. This is the person I want to hold my yes. hands with. I want to yes. be old with. I want to take care of you. I want you to take care of me. I mean, it gives me chills because what happens is, like you said in the beginning, life happens. And we yeah. forget about all of those dreams and promises. And I think that one of the tools I would I always like to offer to my clients and to listeners is remember that the person that you hate right now or that you're struggling with right now or that you can't get along with right now because of the divorce or all the other things, at one time that person was your favorite person. Yeah, so right? I think, yeah, when we got together, I was very clear about writing down what the expectations would be if we didn't work. So did you do a prenup? Sort of, yes. So we sat down and said, okay, if we divorce. Wow, that is so mature of you. Because I said, I love you right now. So and I can I do this want, without hurting you, right. <laughs> yeah. So I want, while I love you, to say, these are the things that I feel like are fair if something doesn't go the way we want it to go. Now, if I decide I to give you more, but... I want to do, I want to have this conversation before I hate you because then it's just Can I just unnecessary tell you how cool that is? 
Because what I'm thinking about is, so for listeners who are post-divorce, who want to be in another relationship, whether lifelong or marriage or whatever, that idea that you just shared is, is the, the sexiest way to talk about a prenup or a post-nup, which is, I love you. I don't want this to end. But right. if it does, because life does happen, let's make decisions now while we care about each other and we're not angry that are fair, that we both right. feel are fair, not what my lawyer is telling me or my family's telling me. That's really cool, Stephanie. Yeah, we, I mean, and and when we decided to announce that we got divorced or were getting divorced, yeah. we, we posted the same status on Facebook so that everyone knew we both- At the same time, yeah. At the same time. And he was at a gala. <laughs> <laughs> And I was sitting at home and I was like, all right, have fun. So we yeah. announced it. And there were so many comments that thought it was a joke. Cause they were like, wait a minute, you all just posted this together. Well, then if y'all can figure out how to post this together, you can figure out how to do everything. And right. like, no, 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 you don't understand. You all think divorce means we hate each other. Right. We don't. We just realize this isn't going to work the way that it is. For what we want for what we want. Right. Society doesn't understand that. I was actually just, I, I'm remarried and my husband and, and I were talking about this concept that so many people, me included before I got to the place where I didn't, care so much about what other people who are not in the marriage think, think. about the marriage that, can you just like step back and think about that? We care so much about what somebody else thinks about what we're doing in our private, intimate life that we would make decisions that are not good for ourselves just so those people on the outside who see us on Facebook or at a gala or once a year at a family get together are okay. That's insane. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would be friends, Stephanie. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's very like, hmm. but I also think yeah, Jason has a lot of siblings a lot of siblings. So his like desire to figure out how to make things work with people is something I admire about him. He can get anybody to like him. I mean, I hear sometimes his clients can be very upset with him because they thought something and he maybe didn't explain it well enough or maybe they didn't want to hear it, right? Like, cause people, as people, you don't want to hear something can't work. Right. And by the end of the conversation, they're laughing. And I'm like, how does he do that? How? <laughs> Like, he did it to I, you. You talked about it you, at the concert and the next day. No, yeah. But it's one of those things that I've learned from him. Like, you know, it's okay to want to make somebody happy and to take a step back and go, well, maybe I'm not completely happy, but the resolution is a good re resolution that we can both live with. Yes, and it's not black and white. It doesn't have to be it's so, not. so clear. It, you guys are making your way. And like what you're doing yeah. right now works for you right now. And it could not work this afternoon. Right. But now it works. And we talk about it even with our friends. I mean, we still go to part, like, we have mutual friends. We go to parties together. We ride there together. We ride home together. He's your I mean, person. He's just I mean, not that person. Yeah. I mean, he's still, I'm still going to call him. Even if he didn't live here, we'd still talk. So, yeah. and then COVID happened. And I think a oh. lot of people don't want to admit that if you were sitting at home by yourself, for the last seven months, you would have lost your mind. But I had someone that I actually cared about here. And I had someone to talk to for the last six months or seven months. And we got to do it together. And we got to and be not your feel like, 
Yeah, and not feel like I'm completely alone in my that house by myself. Such an honest and beautiful truth. And I'm so glad yeah, like, you said that. Just be honest and say, I'm really happy you're here. And I've said to him many times, like, I'm really happy that you're still here through this. Even though that wasn't the plan that you were planning on leaving before now, I'm happy that we got to at least be in this together. I think you're able to do that because you don't let your ego get in the way because um, our society builds up this idea of like how it's supposed to look. And when it doesn't look like that, we're supposed to be alone and separate and shut away from. And that's not what worked for you and your, your family. That doesn't work. No, no. Yeah. But I think it's weird when people get divorced and they just can't fathom speaking to that person. And you're like, but wait a minute. You, you married them. You took their last name. You went to the courthouse. You did all these things. And now you can't talk to them? Like, I, that's confusing to me. Can I tell you something? The people besides the two people that are involved that are hurt by that is decades and generations long. Like, I can't tell you how many clients and children and adult children I've spoken to who have said those words. My parents couldn't be in the same room. They couldn't come to birthday parties. They couldn't be at events of mine. And the only reason I think that is because of one thing, and it's because they're selfish. It's very weird to me. Like, it's, it's strange because they went from the person you wake up to, the first person you speak to every morning, to I can't even bring myself to look at you. That's weird to me. Yeah, it's because like, there's a lot me, of damage and hurt and they haven't got, let it go, right? They haven't let, especially when you made the decision that you don't want to be together anymore. So when, let's take away all the, the pain and like get through that and then get to the place where we can just be human. So with that being said, I have one last question for you because I know we both have time crunches. What yes. would you say to anyone out there that is struggling at that place before you put your purse down at the kitchen counter and they knew that this was not working, that they were done, what advice would you give them so they could have um, less pain and stress as they go through that next part of the process? Yeah. So one thing I always reminded myself of is if I've made a mistake in getting this divorce, I can always go back and get remarried. I like that. Right? Like, if you feel like, what if I've made a mistake? Because you question it a lot. Like, well, what if this is wrong and I'm doing this and I'm going to ruin my family? Well, it, it's just as easy to go backwards and redo it if you feel like, okay, I really did make a life mistake. But you can never get there if you're not going to be forgiving and understanding and not be rude and hateful and ugly. Mm. Right? So go through it knowing that you've hurt them, they've hurt you, and you got to just take a deep breath and go with the process and see if, okay, maybe we are both happier apart or not married, rather, uh, not married, because you can always go put it back together, right? Like, it's right, but you can't undo the trauma and the pain and harm that will happen if you know you're not supposed to be together and you stay correct. for reasons that are not important. Exactly. But if you're struggling with, should I? Mm, sure. I mean, yeah, do it. But know that you're always leaving the door open for, well, but we can always get back together. It's not like I'm, the only thing that's final is death. 
this can change. This is just for this moment, right? Or maybe it is forever and maybe it's evolved, but just remember it only is as hurtful as you're making it. I love that. That it's, yeah. all, it's, it's in our ownership, which is all I believe in. So I, I'm really grateful yeah. for your time. I'm grateful that yes. I got to sit across from you and be in our virtual bubbles together. And I am sending yeah. you and yours all the good stuff and health. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Be well. <laughs> Thanks. You too. Thanks. I want to thank the listeners. Um, that was a really cool interview because that was the first one I've ever had where the divorcee did not have children. But what I really liked about that is we can take from that all the great lessons that Stephanie had about choosing to not come to a place with pain and anger and remembering that the person that we once we're married to and now are getting divorced from or, or divorced from is a person that we once loved and we need to be kind and it's pretty much basic behavior and it also helps us when we think about getting into a relationship in our future about being smart and kind about the way we behave for any listeners out there that are interested in sharing your divorce story especially ones that have a divorce story where you are co-parenting well because that is what i'm most interested in please reach out to me at inyourcornercoach at gmail.com. I am super excited to also remind everyone that my memoir just came out, Seconds and Inches. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you can also ask your local bookstore to order it. And my audio is coming out soon on iTunes and Audible. I hope you are wonderful. And if you're not, I hope you do something about it because you're the only one who can. Thanks. For any listeners out there who want help with divorce coaching, please contact me at inyourcornercoach at gmail.com. Remember, we get to write this next chapter for our kids, for ourselves, and the world around us. Have a great day.